The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning for those listeners uh, across the globe. Uh, welcome to another edition of DFS Today, presented by Hoopball. Um, I am excited for the first ever co-hosting job with none other than Keith himself. Uh, and I am, as always, David Menkov, the host of Thursday Nights. Uh, how are you, Keith? Really looking forward to jumping into this monster-loving game slate with you tonight. Hey, man, I'm doing great. Uh, my bully's got Vooch, so uh, I'm doing great today, man, and uh, looking forward to the slate's big 11-gamer, and uh, yeah, it's f- fun to do something, do it with someone else uh, for a change, so that, that old guy, Mike Capaccio, so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You're going to have to bear with me, too. I think there's been so many trades today. I think we're all spinning uh, spinning our heads trying to figure out who's who, so it's going to be fun to, to go through some DFS uh, value plays today, for sure. So with that said, let's jump in to the first game of the night. We have a 7 p.m. Eastern Standard start. We have the Brooklyn Nets traveling to take on the Detroit Pistons. Um, Currently, there's no game total or line. Uh, Going through some of the injuries on the Nets side, Dinwiddie remains out. Kevin Durant also remains out, along with Kyrie Irving. Um, and then James Harden is marked as questionable for this one. On the Pistons side, we have Hamadou Diallo going to most likely make his debut for the Detroit Pistons. He's listed as powerable. Killian Hayes remains out. Roddy, McGru- Roddy McGruger, McGruder, I, I can't pronounce that today, um, is powerable as well. Julian Okafor is out. And Dennis Smith Jr. has a recent questionable tag that has popped up. So, diving into this first game, uh, on the net side, uh, who, who do you like? Uh, who's, who's kind of your, your bread and butter picks with all these guys out for, for, for the net side? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if Harden plays a 10-8, I mean, it's, it's chalky. You got to play him. Um, he just runs the entire offense, runs a show over there in Brooklyn. So, uh, if he's in, he's in my lineup. Uh, if he's out, though, uh, you know, you can look at some of these other guys. I don't, I'm not high in too many of them, but I think Nicholas Claxton uh, at 4,500, I think you can look at him, uh, you know, pretty much in any scenario, whether or not Harden's in or if he's out. Um, it's a pretty good price for the dude, and he had um, a couple games in a row uh, where he scored near 30 you know, DK points, and he's only 4,500. So I'll take a, I'll take some stabs at Claxton. Uh, if Harden is out, I don't mind going to some uh, Tyler Johnson and, D- and GPPs at 3,800. I think this dude, you know, he's been terrible uh, <laughs> the last couple of games he's played, but uh, he had shot seven shot attempts, and that's what they're really looking for, some usage uh, at that price point. Um, so 3,800 is okay. For, for Tyler Johnson for a GPP play. But um, like I said, I'm not too interested in too many of these nets. Uh, but if Harden's playing, I'm really interested in him. That's basically what it boils down to. So we're going to have to t- stay on top of that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you nailed it. If, if Harden ends up being out in this one, uh, you can definitely look. I, I love your call with Tyler Johnson, 3,800. I'm actually looking at Chris Chioza as well at 4,300. Slightly more expensive, but still relatively priced well considering he's coming off a nice little 10.11 assist double double uh with 32 fantasy points um so certainly a guy that's going to be in play uh if we get the harden news early 
Um, if he's out, then I think that's a great avenue we can really go. And, and I love your Nicholas Claxton call. I'm a huge Claxton fan myself. I think he's going to eventually unseat DeAndre Jordan as a starting center for this team. Um, so from DFS perspective, I like him at 4,500 as well. Um, I think otherwise we can right, move on or right on over to the Pistons side of the ball that have made some interesting moves at this deadline. Who do you like on the Pistons side? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I'm, all, I'm always going to look at centers against Brooklyn. So Mason Plumlee at 6,300. It's a fair price. I'll look there. Um, it's probably not something I'm going to gravitate towards. Uh, as a building block, it's not something I'm going to you know, go towards first when I'm, when I'm building out my lineups. But uh, if I can fit him in, and if he fits in, if it's in with everyone else, then uh, 6,300 is a fair price for this guy up against a really weak interior defense. Uh, I'd also look at some Josh Jackson, 5,600. He's gotten 11 to 12 shot attempts the last three games, and uh, you know, again, I'm not super huge on him, but as filler, I don't mind going to him at all. Uh, and then the last uh, player I'm going to add here is Dennis Smith Jr. at 4,600. Uh, without Killian Hayes, uh, they just shipped out Delon Wright, so. Um, you know, he's really the last guy standing. He's going to, he's going to produce for the next week or two until Killian Hayes is back whenever that, that happens. So, uh, don't mind taking some stabs at him at 4,600. Those are the only guys I'm looking at though. Yeah, that's a great call. I think it's really going to be interesting to see how the minutes are allocated between Dennis Smith Jr. If he does play in this one, he should play, uh, barring any setbacks and then Saban Lee, a backup 3,100. That price tag is very enticing, but he has just not been getting consistent minutes uh, he had a nice little stretch about a month ago, but since then he hasn't really been getting minutes, anything more than single-digit minutes, game in and game out. But this is a great opportunity. Should have plenty of opportunity to, to get plenty of minutes in this one potentially. Um, if this game ends up being a blowout potentially, the Nets uh, decide to, uh, to, to count this one early. Um, certainly going to have some interest in Saban Lee, but overall, to your point, it's it's not a, a lot of interest on the Pistons side. I mean, Jeremy Grant's always in play at 7,800. It's just not the best type of matchup against the Nets for him to really have a ceiling type of game. But he always has a 45-point effort um, in him. He's coming off a nice game against the Pacers. I just don't see that happening in this one. So I'm probably going to be staying away from a lot of these guys. Uh, great call on the Mason Plumlee side as well. Uh, I think he's, he's going to be uh, plenty, of, plenty of run in this one. Coming off a nice string of games, his price is only 6300 So certainly there's, there's some meat on the bone here. He certainly has an opportunity to, to exceed 40 to 45 fantasy points in this game against the Nets. So might be a great great pivot play from some of the other center um, mid-tier value we're going to go through a little bit tonight. So love that all around. Um, I think we can jump in and to the next game. But before we do... I uh, wanted to do a quick shout out for one of our sponsors, mybookie.ag. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Rodgers or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's, what the, that's why I tell people to bet with mybookie. Mybookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for the upcoming Sweet 16. Um, you know me, and you know that I don't give out my stamp approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sportsbook out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. All right, Keith. Jumping into the next game, it's a 7.30 p.m. start. Uh, it's the Phoenix Suns traveling to take on Toronto Raptors. 
another game featuring some some trade news as well. Um, as far as game total and spread, there's nothing currently listed out as expected. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned, on the Phoenix Sun side, we have McCall Bridges. He's listed as probable. Abdul Nader is out in this one. And on the Raptors side, Terrence Davis is out because he has been traded. Uh, Patrick McCall is also out. Um, and Norman Powell and Matt Thomas are both out due to trades. I, I love the new injury, injury designation for, for trades. It's, it's quite interesting to me, but I digress. Um, <laughs> moving on to the Phoenix Sun side, who do you like on the Phoenix Sun side in this matchup? Yeah, I, I said it on the uh, last co- uh, podcast I did with, with Apatria, but um, you know, basically, when I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns, I don't really want to go expensive because these guys just share the ball. I mean, they're, they're you know, I think it was something like eight players on a team scored ten points or more for X amount of games in a row. Um, so, what you're really looking for, in my opinion, in the, on the Phoenix Suns is guys that are you know maybe around that five six K mark or a little lower. So, uh, the guys I really like here are DeAndre Ayton at sixty one hundred. Um, I think he was like fifty seven hundred last time I, I looked at uh, DraftKings, and uh, he's still just too low for for what he's been doing recently, putting up forty you know thirty to forty uh, DK points on on the regular, and uh, just capable of a monster game, capable of an even bigger ceiling. So, uh, DeAndre Ayton sixty one hundred, I like that. So it's rock solid, uh, in my opinion. And I also like Mikael Bridges at. 5,300. I, I liked him at 5,500. I still like him at 5,300. Uh, again, just a rock solid guy. I like to have him as filler in my cash games and I uh, feel very comfortable with it anytime I'm doing that. So uh, don't mind if you go, uh, you know, try to try to attack that Toronto backcourt with uh, Booker or, or Chris Paul, maybe in GPPs you do that. Uh, personally, I'm not going there though. How about you? Yeah, that's a great call out. I think DeAndre Ayton, uh, selfishly, I, I've been a big DeAndre Ayton fan for some time and he has really starting to live up in the last few games. You mentioned it, the last handful of games in particular. He's starting to finally play like the, the top pick that he was for the Phoenix Suns. So we're finally seeing that just in time for a fantasy playoffs for those playing season long. So exciting stuff. Um, as an Aiden owner myself, I'm excited about that. But um, I love Aiden in this matchup. I think he should be able to put up a very healthy double-double as well. And to your point, that price tag is still not where it needs to be considering the talent level uh, and opportunity that Aiden has on the Suns. So I, I love Aiden. He's definitely my favorite play on the Phoenix side of the ball. I'm also looking at Devin Booker a little bit, 8200 I think that price tag is very much affordable. I mean, it has gone up a little bit after that nice 49, almost 50-point effort against the Magic the other night. But despite of that, I still think Devin Booker has some great opportunity against the Raptors' backcourt. Um, I think he's going to get plenty of, of opportunities to, to score and score in bunches, and that's what he does. He's a guy that isn't shy uh, from shooting the ball, and he should put up 20 to 25 shot attempts in this one and, and should be able to hit value. So those are my two favorite plays, with Aiton being my favorite, followed by Devin Booker. Um, and I also like your McCall Bridges call as well. I'm just probably going to save him more for tournaments personally, but but can't go wrong with Mr. Bridges. Um, jumping into the Raptor side, there's been some obviously some trade news that has come down the pipeline. So, who do you like on the Raptor side? Yeah, anytime that um, you know the Raptors starting to play, hopefully starting to play better basketball. It seems like they are. Um, anytime that Fred VanVleet and um, Kyle Lowry are both in. 
Uh, I mean, you know, one or the other. You can't really go wrong. It's okay picks. Um, they're up against the Phoenix Suns, though, who like to slow down the pace. So I'm not rostering, rostering either of these guys. If you were to roster one, you can roster Van Vliet, but I, I would probably suggest to stay away from him. Uh, but I do like Pascal Siakam at 7,700 still. Uh, until he queues up into that mid-8K range, I think he's just underpriced. Um, I don't think I'm going to go there in cash. He's just not consistent right now. But in GPPs, I think that's a really good play. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I mean, Norm Powell got sent out of town at the uh, trade deadline, so that opens up some playing time because I don't think Gary Trent Jr. is going to be able to, to join them and play. I, I really doubt it. I don't think it's going to happen. So uh, DeAndre Bembry is the guy that I'd pick out of that. Uh, the other guys they have available in their backcourt on their bench, it's, he's at 4,500. He should get probably 25, uh, hopefully 30 minutes in this one. Um, Probably closer to 25, I don't know, maybe 28, I don't know, somewhere somewhere in that range. Uh, and for 4,500, I'll pay it for that guy. Um, you know, he, he should produce uh, and hit value. It's probably a better cash play than a, than a GPP play. What do you think? Yeah, that's a great call. Do you have any interest in one of my favorite guys that I like to go over um, uh, on the podcast with? Chris Boucher, the, uh, the center option, 5,700. Do you uh, trust him tonight? No, no, I don't trust. I don't trust him tonight against Aiden. I just don't. I think Aiden will t- put him put put him to shame if he gets in. So, uh, I, I'm not going Boucher in this one. I do like Boucher a lot, but not for me here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I figured I'd throw that out there. But I, I love your Pascal Siakam call. I think more more of a GPP play for me at 7700, just given the tough matchup against the Phoenix Suns. But can't go wrong with, with Siakam. I think there is opportunity. There's still some value to be had with that price tag. Uh, DeAndre Bembre, also another great call. Someone has to be able to to play that that position for them now with Norman Powell out of town, um, and they just don't have a lot of guys that that can provide that kind of value. So DeAndre Bembre is great at 4,500, uh, and that's pretty much where my interest is going to lie mostly. I'm not going to have a lot of looks at OG and Anobi. You know, it's so he's a guy 6,200 who's going to be in play. He has been playing much better as of late. Over his last three games, putting up close to 40 fantasy points a game. But I just don't like him at 6,200. I think he's priced a little bit too high for, for me uh, in this game against the Suns. But, but that's about it. Um, I think we can jump into the next one. And before we do, we just wanted to do a quick shout-out for the Bruise Letter. Um, we need to pause the show for an announcement. It's a fun one. It's free stuff. Everyone loves free stuff. What's the stuff? The Bruise Letter is back. Oh, yes, back and fresh for the 2020-21 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, is writing an email newsletter filled with the most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else, too. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter. And you can sign up to get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021. Aaron Bruski. Straight to your inbox. Enjoy. Awesome. Let's dive into the 7.30, next 7.30 game on tonight's slate. We have the Boston Celtics traveling to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. We actually have a game total and spread in this one. So, hallelujah. 233 is the total with the Bucks favored by five in this one. As far as injuries are concerned on the Celtics side, we have a few guys with trade pending, which are Javante Green. Jeff Teague and Daniel Tice are all out with the trade pending, and two guys are out with health and safety protocols, and that's Romeo Langford and Tristan Thompson again. And Semi Ojale is also out in this one. On the Buck side, you have Bryn Forbes, who's probable, 
and Rodion's Crooks, who's out, and P.J. Tucker, one of the new additions in the front court, is doubtful in this one. Awesome. Let's jump in. Who do you like, Keith, on the Celtics side of the ball with this high spread? Oh, I don't know, man. I think you can play Tatum. I think you can play uh, Brown, Jalen Brown. I, I don't fault you for that. I, I don't. I just can't play people against the Milwaukee Bucks. I just, I, I don't think they have their ceiling games typically against the, the Bucks. So um, I typically just stay away. The one guy I do have interest in though is um, Robert Timewood Williams. Uh, you said, like you said, Tice is out. He got traded to my bullies actually, and. Um, uh, Tristan Thompson's out with the health and safety protocols. So uh, Robert Williams is last man standing, 6,400. I don't know. I don't love that price tag, um, but I could see going there in some GPPs. Uh, I could see playing Kemba Walker too. Like you said, the, the, the game total is probably, you know, pretty, pretty appealing. And uh, I don't fault people for playing them, but I just, I just can't bring myself to play people against the Milwaukee Bucks in general. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's tough. It, it's definitely going to entice a lot of people when they see this game total. They're going to say, hey, Let's attack it, but uh, to your point, the Bucks are a great defense, so it, buyer beware in, in this matchup. Um, but as far as as far as what you touched on, I, I kind of agree with that for the most part. Robert Williams, the third, should be able to smash in this game. I mean, now's the time. If there's ever been a time for Brad Stevens to finally let Robert Williams loose for 35 minutes, uh, this is the game. Um, I think. He can do that, and yes, to your point, his price tag is high, but he can put up 40 to 50 fantasy points with his block potential on any given night. So I like my Williams a lot. He's probably my favorite play. Um, and then I'll have a little bit of interest in Kemba Walker as well, 6700. Um, he should get plenty of minutes uh, in this game against the Bucks. He's going to be overlooked in DFS for the most part, given his price tag, but I've always been a fan of, of Kemba especially in this matchup against the Bucks, I think he's he should be able to 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 get his shot, especially with so much focus going to be on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum uh, on the wing. So uh, those are my two guys. Robert Williams is definitely still my favorite play, uh, and and that's pretty much it. You know, I don't I'm not going to fault anyone for good looking elsewhere, but but that's that's as far as, as we're going to go here. Who do you like on the Bucks side of the ball? Yeah, and, and yeah, just to back check a little bit. Yeah, I think Robert Williams is probably my favorite GPP play on the on the on the um, slate tonight, and I think that's just because, like you say, he's just got that huge, huge ceiling, huge upside. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, for the Milwaukee side of the uh, ball. I could go Giannis at 10-7. Uh, I don't think he's going to have... I, I think he's an excellent GPP play. Uh, I think you can probably target him and Robert Williams' GPPs and, and feel pretty good about it. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be off of him after a pretty down down game. And, um, you know, he's just Giannis. I mean, he's he's going to put up those, those points. Uh, is it my favorite play on the slate? No. But anytime Giannis is on the slate, I, I have to look his way. One of the top two fantasy players in DFS. So 10-7, um, fair price. I'll, I'll, I'll play it. Not a problem. And the, other, the only other guy I'm looking at really on the on the Buck side is Drew Holiday at 7,200. It's a little bit um, getting a little bit to the price point where I'm, I'm not going to play him. But 7,200 still, I think there's there's uh, meat on the bone, as Apache usually says for this. Uh, I think, and you can get some value there for 7,200. So uh, Drew Holiday, 7,200, and Giannis at 10.7. Those are my two guys. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to, to fade Giannis uh, in, on any slate. And this is definitely one, especially in this game. It's going to be a primetime type of game. So... I think Ghana should absolutely smash. 10-7, again, is, is pretty standard operating procedure for, for Giannis. In fact, it's actually uh, a nice little price shavings off his normal 11K price tag. 
because of his last game against this very same Celtics, where he just did not perform to any standards that are Giannis, Giannis related to any point where he only have 35 fantasy points the other night. But I love him um, in this uh, in this in this rematch performance, I think it's a great opportunity for him to have a bounce back game. So he's probably one of my favorite plays at that price tag. And then you touched on it. Drew Holiday is going to be a guy that 7,200 might not get a lot of looks because he also had a very poor game against, against these Celtics in the last one. But he's a guy that can put up 40, 50 fantasy points given the opportunity. So this is an, another great bounce back for him and Giannis. Uh, and then I'm not going to fault anyone if we're looking at Chris Middleton. 8300 is a is a good price tag for Chris. I mean, he's very consistent um, across the board. It's just it's just tough to to roster a lot of these guys at those at those price tags, um, especially 8300. I think there's there's better value to be had with slightly less salary. So I'm not going to have too many looks there, uh, and I'm going to probably stay away from Dante Divincenzo and, and Pat Connaughton as well. Um, just not a lot of interest uh, from that from that side of the ball, um, and I think otherwise. Uh, I think we can jump into the next game, which is the 8 p.m. start time. Uh, we have the Miami Heat taking on the Charlotte Hornets. Traveling to take on the Charlotte Hornets with uh, don't you know it? No game total and no spread, given all these new trade uh, trades that have been happening. Um, around the league. So let's dive into some of the injury news to report. On the Miami Heat side, we have uh, some interesting news uh, injury-wise. We have no injury news submitted currently, so apologies for that build-up. There's nothing that's currently submitted. On the Hornets side, you have Lamella Ball, who continues to be out for the season. On the Heat side, we can note uh, Kelly Olenek has been traded um, so he's no longer on a team along with Avery Johnson, uh, Avery Bradley, um, not Avery Johnson, um, who is no longer on the team as well. So just making the notes on, on that front. Who do you like, Keith, on the Heat side of the ball? Uh, yeah, I'm going to look at the same guys I looked at last night. Um, and especially if Jimmy's out, Jimmy's dealing with an illness. So um, I don't know if he'll be out again. It's a back to back. I think it's pretty doubtful that he plays if, if I'm just going to go by gut feeling. Um, that's just gut feeling. It's just speculation on my part. I have nothing else that really backs that up. But uh, if there's no Jimmy, I'm going to look at Bam uh, at a bio 8200. I'm going to look at Tyler here at 5600. I'm going to look at Kendrick down at 4900. Uh, those three guys should uh, should you know, B-Rock solid, and uh, if there's no Dragic also, that, you know, helps out Hero and, and uh, none as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I look at Adebayo. This is one guy I'd probably look at, even if Jimmy's playing. Uh, 8,200 is a pretty fair price, and he's just going to, I mean, people just cook, cook Zeller inside, and, and Biombo, uh, I don't really trust his defense either, as much as he's a great, great shot blocker. Um, I think I think Bam Adebayo, 8,200 is a solid play no matter what. Um, but Hero and, and Nunn, if, if Jimmy's out, I'll look at their way a lot harder than I would otherwise. Uh, they still have fi- fair prices, though. So if they come as, come up as filler on your, in your rosters, I don't mind rocking them, in, even if J- Jimmy is playing. That's fair. Um, any interest, I'm going to throw another name out there on the Heat side. If Jim Butler's out. Uh, how about Trevor Ariza, 3,400? Any interest there? Uh, I've got mild interest. I'll say mild interest. I mean, I, I don't know. He's just not, not like a usage monster, but 3,400 is a really enticing price tag. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's probably a pretty good play if, uh, you know, you need that extra salary. Uh, I think there's some other value plays I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later. But, um, but yeah, I don't mind it. It's a good play. 
Excellent. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I, I'm honestly gonna. It's hard to even go down the line. I think I agree with you on everything you just said. So there's not much I'm gonna add there. Um, looking at the same guys, if Jimmy Butler is out, Kendrick Nunn for 900 is enticing. Tyler Hero for the 600 also gonna be a great play. And finally, Bam at a bio is pretty much uh, lock and load anytime he plays, um, especially against the you mentioned the weak Hornets front court. I think Bam at a bio should smash, and, and that price tag is. Is definitely something that that we need to, to to really monitor and attack, especially when we get in those low eight thousand ranges. I think Bam Adebayo is terrific, and he's, he's a great call out uh, on your to, side of the ball. Just to jump in here, just to kind of highlight my my usage point on Orisa: thirty three minutes, nine points, five rebounds, one assist. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, in thirty four hundred, he's hitting value, but it's just not you know not too sexy in my opinion. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's all about finding those value guys, especially with all these trades going down. So, you know, I think a lot of a lot of people are just going to want to take some shots on some of these guys and hope they really cash well. But but to your point, he's not exactly a, a high upside type of value play in any by any means, for sure. Um, awesome. So we can dive right in uh, unless there's anything else. We can dive right into the Hornets side of the ball. Um, I mentioned there's not too much injury-related new, news to report. Uh, a lot of guys are priced where they should be for the most part, so there might not be a ton uh, from a value perspective. But uh, with that said, who do you who, who's who are your top picks, if any, on the Hornet side? Yeah, I think I think you hit it. I mean, I think you know I was I was on the Hayward uh, Gordon Hayward and the Rozier train for a while, but I think they're just getting priced to the point that it's just it it doesn't really get give you value it's just kind of what they're worth and uh same thing with pg washington so i'm skipping over those guys i do like Devonte graham though at 5700 i think there's still uh you know meat in the bone there i think you can still get some value there uh, out of that price tag from him if he has a big game uh more so a gpp play than a cash game uh play but uh, for the cash games I'd, I'd go malik monk at 5000 i mean the secret's out uh people are rostering him as his salary is going up obviously but um he's getting a bunch of uh shot attempts without you know lamella ball in there and um rightfully so and uh if he stays hot uh five i'll pay that for for him uh and i think it's a fair price yeah i mean you, you touched on it. It, it it's tough i mean Devonte grand 5700 is a solid play i mean he's gonna get all the opportunity now in the world to, to reclaim the starting job at least for this season obviously um but he's a guy that against the heat should be able to, to perform pretty well um might be overlooked too from dfs perspective uh, coming off a 30-point effort, but, you know, a guy that doesn't necessarily have a high ceiling, but can, can get you 30, 35 fantasy points uh, just given his 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 ability to, to fill up the stat sheet. Um, his assists are, are down uh, since since getting more minutes, but he's a guy that, that definitely has shown in his career that he can, he can get six, seven assists in a game and, and should be able to hit that value. And then he touched on Malik Monk at 5,000. You know, despite the, the price hike, from a salary perspective, it's still worth a look uh, against the Heat and, and a guy that's going to be probably lower owned, uh, just given this, the giant 11 game slate. Uh, I don't think he's going to get too much ownership. Um, could be mistaken, but I, I don't feel like that's going to happen. Um, so otherwise, uh, I'm, I'm with you across the board on the Hornets. Um, I, th- I think we can dive right into the next one, and that is the Portland Trailblazers travel to take on the Orlando Magic. It's an 8 p.m. starting time. There's no total and spread, which is just going to be one of the themes of today. Um, and as far as injuries are concerned, uh, we have some we have some injury news to report on the Magic side. 
We have Cole Anthony out. Markel Fultz continues to be out. Jonathan Isaac is also out. And Terrence Ross is now questionable. Um, on the Blazers' side, no injuries to report uh, as of yet. Um, who do you like on the Blazers? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of interest in the Blazers. I just, uh, who is Orlando going to play? I don't, I don't know. Uh, they're all gone. Uh, they just blew up their whole team. So it uh, feels like Portland's got to be pretty heavy favorites in this game. Uh, even though Portland's on a back-to-back, I, I like Dame Lillard at 10 too. Uh, I like CJ McCollum at 7-7. I'll pay up for those guys just because um, I don't think Orlando's going to be super competitive here. The only risk here is the blowout, obviously. So, um, But even if you get just three three uh, quarters of these guys against a, a lackluster defense, it, it's still worth it, in my opinion. So uh, CJ and, and Dean are in play. The other guy I'd add is, is uh, DJJ, Derek uh, Jones Jr., uh, airplane mode, 4,500. You know, I... I I don't think Norm Powell is going to be able to join them in time for this one. So uh, no Gary Trent Jr. to compete with anymore. So I think uh, DJJ is going to have a few more minutes coming his way. Um, you know, he's doesn't necessarily have a super high ceiling, but it uh, seems like a pretty safe play in my opinion at 4,500 that he's going to hit value. Um, so those are my three guys there. Yeah. I mean, you definitely touched on it. I mean, it's going to be tough to, to keep this game close for the magic. I mean, they have pretty much two NBA players right now. Um, that is, it appears they're going to roll out, especially if Terrence Ross ends up not playing in this game. Uh, there's no reason why the Blazers can't blow them out, which only thing that might limit my exposure to the Blazers, but I still think Lillard is a great call, 10-2. Um, he's a guy that can put up 50-60 fantasy points and still sit half the fourth quarter. So I love that call. It's one of my favorite guard plays on this entire slate. And then CJ McCollum is starting to really round in, into form. Coming back from injury, um, just putting up monster games. He, he's coming off uh, a game against the Heat where he just had 51 fantasy points. I mean, his price is not going to stay in the 7K range for very long. So anytime we can jump in on, on a guy that, that is priced too low, um, I would say this is a great opportunity to do so. So I love CJ McCollum. It's a great call. Uh, I'm not going to have as much interest in Derrick Jones Jr. just because he's so low usage and and, and it's, it's tough because he really relies on, on steals and blocks that, that hit value. Um, so I'm actually going to be looking at uh, Ennis Cantor, uh, 6,900. I, I kind of like him a little bit more in this one uh, just because, again, the Magic have a uh, starting center that's a question mark at this point. Uh, it could be Mo Bamba, it could be someone else. So I love Cantor. I think he should absolutely smash um, and at 6900 that's a great price tag. So I'm, I'm not going to have any fear going to, to Cantor in this one. So those are my three guys uh, on this side of the ball. Um, anything else uh, on the Blazers? Otherwise, we can jump into the Magic. No, I'm good to go, man. Let's do it. Perfect. So as far as Orlando, you just touched on it. They just have uh, just a giant starting rotation of question marks, um, and that's really the key here. Terrence Ross would have been a, a pretty solid play, um, and he might still be at 7,500, but that price tag is very high, uh, and he's a guy that needs to score a lot of points. He is the only guy left uh, in Orlando, it seems, so someone has to be able to, to put up points in this one. So I, I'm, I'm not, I don't hate on that call, but I think that price tag is just too high. Uh, I have some interest in Dwayne Bacon. Uh, it's, it's bad if I'm talking about Dwayne Bacon in any sense of DFS, um, at 4800 that's not even a good price tag for him. But someone, again, has to be able to score. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who gets the starting nod uh, on the Magic side. 
And then the only guy, only other guy I'm looking at really is going to be Mo Bamba, 4,800. Uh, a guy that is a permanent monster just does not get minutes. And he has not gotten minutes his whole career to this point. So uh, this is as good an opportunity as ever for him to actually show his worth. I just don't see it happening at 4,800. That price tag is, 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 is a bit too rich for my blood, but I'm not going to fault you, Keith, if, if you're going to go that direction. So who do you like on, the, on this uh, topsy-turvy magic roster? <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's going to be an interesting one, man. I don't uh, I don't really know how it's going to shake down. I think it's pretty unpredictable. But uh, I, the three guys you mentioned, I, I think those are really all great calls. I've got them as well. Terrence Ross, uh, if he plays, it's it's a crappy, crappy um, uh, price tag. But he's going to get I think he's going to get thirty shots or something like crazy like that. Because uh, if he plays, he's going to get them. I, I I don't think he does though. Honestly, I don't think the Orlando Magic are at all interested in winning basketball games so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he sits uh, I, I love the way making it 4800 love that call that's probably the one guy I'd have a lot of interest in in any format but um, Mobamba for, for GPPs 4800 uh, he's like you said a fancy point per minute monster so uh, but the one guy you didn't mention that I do have some interest in uh, that I think is solid is, is uh, Michael Carter Williams 6600 I, I hate the price I think it's a little high um, but I will I will swallow it just because I know he's he's safe he's gonna get a lot of minutes and um, these guys are hurting for someone to score and everything like that. So uh, I, I do like that play, 6,600 a bit. Yeah, honestly, it's, that's a great call. I completely missed uh, my Carter Williams when I was doing this. So thank you for, for, for bringing that up. It's just it's so hard at, at these price tags to really pay for any of these guys. The one side note I have to say on the Magic side, and the reason why I might end up rostering Terrence Ross is nothing to do with his actual ability to put up DFS numbers. It's solely for the fact that he tweeted uh, a <laughs> reference to um, Captain Phillips uh, as early as this afternoon, talking about how he's a captain now. So just for that reason alone, Terrence <laughs> Ross is going to be in our player pool. So just Sorry. wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> um, Awesome. So I guess we can jump into the next one, and that's uh, Denver Nuggets. It's 8, 8 p.m. start time. It's Denver Nuggets traveling to take on the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, we actually do have a total, and it's one of the high ones of the slate. It's 230, the total, with the Nuggets favored by two. Um, as far as injuries are concerned, on the Nuggets side, you have Monte Morris, who's out. Greg, Greg Whittington is doubtful. I'm not even sure uh, how that's DFS-related, but... <laughs> on the Pelican side, you have Lonzo Ball, who is questionable in this one. And Nicolo Melli has been traded, uh, as we know. And J.J. Redick is also out of town, has been traded. Um, and they didn't include Gary, Har- Gary Harris in this as well, who is he's also uh, shipped off out of town. Um, so that's, that's really the, the news there uh, from an injury and trade perspective. Who do you like, Keith, on the Nuggets with all of these recent shakeups? Uh, pretty much no one. I mean, no, it's a, you know, it's a kind of a tough matchup for these guys. Um, I mean, I, I get, I get the no, Nikola Jokic uh, play at 10, six. I mean, I get that. Um, I think you can go there anytime, just like with Giannis, anytime he's on the slate, uh, top, top, uh, fantasy DFS player this season and, and, uh, absolutely go there, go ham, go anytime you want to, anytime he's there. Um, but I don't think I'm going to play him. Uh, the one guy I might have a little interest in would be PJ Dozier with some with some bodies out. You mentioned some people getting shipped out and everything like that. Uh, F4K, K, if I need some filler and I need some salary saver, I'll look his way. But uh, I'm not too too interested in that play. I probably I probably won't play any Nuggets myself. How about you? 
Fair enough. Uh, I'm I'm actually going to have a, kind of an opposite look at this one just because I just think that the game might stay close. Um, but I do love your PJ Dozier call. He, I have him marked down as a great value play at 4,000. I think he's going to get opportunity to, to get some heavy minutes, uh, especially with some of these guys out of town. Um, and he should be able to put up, you know, 20, 25 fantasy points and $4,000 in salary. Uh, it's definitely worth taking a look. Nikola Jokic is pretty much lock and load at 10,600 almost every time he plays. He is coming off a poor game and a blowout against the surprising Raptors, but I still think he still has a 70-point ceiling uh, in this game against the Pelicans. So I like Jokic a lot. And then I'm also going to be looking at uh, Michael Porter Jr., 7,300. That price tag is a bit high. He hasn't been in the 7K range for, for some time, but he's been pretty consistent. He doesn't the one challenge is he hasn't had one of his signature kind of uh, all-around games where he's getting blocks and steals at the rate he was getting early on this season. But uh, despite of that, I think this is a good matchup, an opportunity for him to shine. So I like uh, Porter Jr. as well. Not going to have too much interest in Jamal Murray, 200. I think that price tag is just a little too high uh, for, for, his, for his play. Uh, the last couple of games, he does have 50-point ceiling. I just don't see that happening against the Pelicans in this one. So I would say those are my three guys, Dozier, Porter, Jr., and Jokic, uh, and that's about it on the Nuggets side of the ball. Who do you like on the Pelican side? Yeah, I think, uh, not to say, you know, not to say I don't like the Nuggets guys. I mean, I do like them. I just, their price points just didn't make sense to me. So uh, that was basically why why I'm fading them. But not because they're bad players or anything like that, just because it didn't make sense to me on, on this slate. But uh, I think a, re- a big reason for that is because on the other side of the ball, I have a lot of interest, actually. I have a lot of interest in Zion Williamson at 8,700 and Steven Adams at 5,100. And the reason I got a lot of interest in those guys is because the, um, Pelicans are going to need that interior defense against Jokic and, and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, you know, the Nuggets really rely heavily on getting that ball to Jokic in the top, in the high post and uh, doing some back cuts and getting some you know passes down low. So those guys are going to be key to their defense. So if they want to win this basketball game, those guys are going to play, probably play some heavy minutes. I'm probably more interested in Steven Adams just because of that $5,100 price tag. Uh, I think he's probably going to blow that out of the water honestly um he's not the sexiest play in the world but i think he just has to play a lot just for them to be successful uh the other guy i'd look at is uh Nikhil alexander walker uh at 5300 but i'm only looking in his direction if lonzo ball sits uh i know he's questionable right now so lonzo sits i'll look his way if he, if lonzo plays I'm, i'll probably not not play him so yeah that's a that's a great call out i think Nikhil alexander walker um is not a speaker anymore for dfs players uh, around the around the league, uh, so he's a guy that, to your point, if Lonzo Ball sits, he's going to be a pretty much a lock and load. That price tag has come up to five to fifty three hundred in this one. Um, he hasn't been that high in some time or at all this season, actually. So that's the one thing that might keep keep people away if Ball ends up sitting, which is only going to benefit uh, those that play him with low ownership. So I like that call, especially against the Nuggets. Uh, I think he should be able to smash. Uh, and then your call about Zion Williamson, I love that. I think he's going to have to do it all for the Pelicans. Uh, and then I also like Brennan Ingram, uh, 8,200. I know we didn't touch on him a little bit, but he's a guy that has shown in recent games that he can put up 50 fantasy points again. We've been, we've been waiting for an Ingram type of, uh, of ceiling type of game, and we've seen two straight games of, of really his Brennan Ingram's potential and what he's shown earlier uh, in the season. So I love Ingram in this one too. I think, I think those three guys are, are my top plays uh, on the Nuggets side of the ball. Um, but otherwise, yeah, overall, this is going to be a great game. So 
uh, from DFS perspective, certainly something to, to monitor as we go. So let's jump into the next game of the slate. We have the Houston Rockets traveling to take on Minnesota Timberwolves. It's an 8 p.m. starting time. As far as game total and spread, what do you know? There's none uh, for either. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned, on the Rockets side, uh, we have just the ones listed here. Our Dante Exum is out. Eric Gordon is out. David Nwaba is also out. And Kevin Porter Jr. is questionable. As we know, Victor, Oladipo, Victor Oladipo is no longer in town as well. Um, so he is out in this one. And on the Timberwolves side of the ball, we have Malik Beasley, who's still out uh, for a couple more games with the suspension. Jordan McLaughlin is out. Josh Okogie, sorry, Jordan McLaughlin is questionable. Josh Okogie is out. And D'Angelo Russell is also out in this one. Who do you like, Keith, uh, on the Rockets side, given all these injuries slash trades? Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Uh... For me, it's pretty clear cut. Um, at least the top two guys, you, you know, Christian Wood at 8,400 and John Wall at 8,300. I mean, these are guys that you can pretty much plug in and, and feel pretty comfortable about that they're going to produce. I have been saying recently in the Discord, and, and uh, I think I said in the last podcast, I, you know, I'm uh, I'm kind of off Christian Wood until he starts playing better. But I just think here against Minnesota uh, in a paced up spot, it's hard it's hard for me to to just completely fade Christian Wood. So he's definitely going to be in my player pool uh, as well as as well as John Wall. Um, um, and then outside of that, I got some uh, some interest in Dan Wallhouse Jr. I think he's just he's playing better recently. Uh, like I said last time, getting getting some his legs under him and 5200 is still too cheap for him. I think until he climbs up to that uh, low 6000, mid 6000 range, I, I think I'm going to keep playing him um, just because I think he's he's pretty rock solid at that price point. Um, so those are my guys: House, Wall, and Wood. Yeah, I mean. All building materials, actually. A house wall and wood. That's interesting. <laughs> right? I, I know that wasn't intentional, but I thought that was uh, that's pretty that's pretty funny. Um, but I have to say that I don't disagree with any of those picks. Uh, I think we are in alignment across the board. Those are definitely going to be three of the guys I'm looking at in this one as well. Um, I'm not going to have as much interest in Kevin Porter Jr. He was a, a fun little DFS ad for a while. He's been dealing with, with this ongoing injury. Um, so until he's fully healthy, I don't think I'm going to go back to the well with him anytime soon. And then as far as Jay Sean Tate, uh, the rookie, I think he's been playing really well recently as well. It's just hard to really trust him in this game. And that $6,000, that's just not a price tag that I'm willing to, to pay. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it on the Rocket side. I think we can dive right into the Timberwolves side. And on this side, it's definitely going to be interesting because there's a couple guys that we really should focus in on. Um, I'm curious to see, Keith, if you are in alignment. I'm only looking at two guys and two guys only potentially on this side of the ball. Who do you like uh, on this side? Uh, Now you got me curious. Uh, I'll go, but I'm curious who you have. Um, No, I I really only have interest in Carl Anthony Towns, to be honest with you. Uh, I just think 9-9 is uh, too cheap. I think he's got the potential of of putting up the same amount of, you know, fantasy points as a Jokic or or a Giannis on any given night. So I like him as a GPP play. He's just, he's not going to guaranteed crush it for you. So I I, I wouldn't go to him in cash, but he's a nice pivot off those guys. Uh, Maybe you're talking about Anthony Edwards, and and I I don't mind going to Ant-Man, but 7-9, man, that's just... I didn't even like him at seven six. I, I I think he's just too dependent on the scoring, and um, I, I'm not personally going there. He did put up forty three point two five fantasy points in their last game on on just nine of twenty three shooting. So uh, I suppose this potential's there. It's just not one of the guys I look at typically. Uh, so I, I really only like Cat here. 
Yeah, I, I, I think you definitely found out my, uh, not even a secret weapon, but I was going to say Anthony Edwards uh, as, as my favorite, as my second favorite play on the Timberwolves side. But to your point, certainly a price tag that's going to keep a lot of people away. And to your point, he is very reliant on uh, on shooting, and, and, and that is definitely a concern. But I think his confidence level has been growing game, game, game in and game out. And the Rockets, with all of their depleted, uh, players, I think this is a great opportunity for him to to shine and and try and and get it back into the rookie of the year race. There's a lot of lot of a uh, lot of opportunity now with Lamelo Ball going down as far as rookie of the year, and I think he's really going to focus in on on trying to, to to throw his name into the ring a little bit more. Uh, and this is a great matchup for him. So uh, another guy that I'm probably going to lean more for tournaments just because of that price tag, but definitely going to be in consideration and Carl Anthony Towns is a pretty much a smash play at this point and I like him a little bit more uh than some other guys in that 10k range um so I actually I, I, I prefer to take the cost savings with Carl Anthony Towns to a Jokic uh, and and move on from there um awesome I think we can dive right into the next game and we have the Indiana Pacers traveling to take on the Dallas Mavericks at 8 30 p.m starting time we actually have a total of 227 in this one with the Mavericks favored by four and a half points. Um, as far as injuries are concerned, we have on the Mavericks side, Billy Cauley-Stein remains out and Tyrell Terry is also out. On the Pacers side, uh, TJ Warren is the only person who is currently marked as out, uh, especially with Karis LeVert now in the mix for the Pacers. Uh, any interest uh, in any of the backcourt uh, on the Pacers side of the ball, Keith? Uh, yeah, no, I, I do have some interest in the backcourt. Um, I have some interest in Malcolm Brogdon at 6,900. I think um, I've played him at that price point before, and he's burned me. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I just think it's a it's a bargain price for a guy that's got the potential of, of putting up the value of a, of a mid-7K guy, which is generally what we see him at. So it's a little bit of a deflated price. So uh, I do like him. I, I'll, I'll fire him up, especially against you know Donkic. And uh, the Mavs have been playing better defense against opposing point guards, but I, I'm just not buying it. I think it's a fluke. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll play some Brogdon at 6,900. Uh, the other guy that's uh, kind of in the backcourt, uh, but he's coming off the bench, I'll, I'll add in here is um, Jeremy Lamb at 39. I love him for a GPP play. He's got 40 DP, DK point upside, and um, you know if they need that scoring, then he's the guy that they're going to go to. So, uh, 3900 is a rock solid price for a guy. Uh, I wouldn't trust some cash though, because he's just totally inconsistent. Uh, but the other guy I'd be looking at uh, really hard is, is Sabonis. Uh, DeMontis Simonis at 9,300 against the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, they, they have pretty weak interior. They're weak defensively pretty much all over, but their interior is pretty bad also. And uh, 9,300 is a pretty good price for this guy. And uh, I just think he's he's guaranteed to have a pretty rock solid game. So uh, I like Sabonis a lot. Yeah, I mean, you definitely nailed it. I, I think Malcolm Brogdon, that price tag is just so juicy. It's really going to be very hard to, to fade him. And to your point, uh, that price tag is not necessarily guaranteed by any means, but uh, it's just so hard to pass up, especially as like a mid-tier uh, type of point guard option on, on this 11-game slate. So I, I love that call. I think he's going to absolutely smash. And then Jeremy Lamb as is, is a tournament play is great. Um, a guy that's been overlooked now that he's coming off the bench. And that price tag is so low. It's hard, it's hard not to play Jeremy Lamb. If he gets 20, 25 minutes off the bench, uh, he should absolutely smash that. It's just a matter of will he get those minutes? Is it going to be consistent enough? That's really the big question mark here. Uh, and then the final guy, I guess you touched on a little bit, is DeMontis Sabonis at, at 9,300. Uh, always a guy that's going to be in play for me. 
Uh, I'm not going to have as much as in Sabonis. I'm actually looking on the other side of the ball, and that's Miles on the other side of the front court, and that's Miles Turner um, as a nice little tournament play at 5,500, uh, coming off a, a dud against the Pistons where he didn't do much of anything. In fact, he didn't score at all, uh, which is a perfect opportunity to take some shots on Miles Turner because a bounce back game is right around the corner. And I think the Dallas Mavericks um, at the center position, they don't have a lot of uh, a lot of challenges to him. So I think Turner should be able to to space out the court nicely and, and provide some scoring depth um, and, and help out some bonus in the front court and help the Pacers uh, look for a win here. So I like Turner uh, uh, and Brogdon as my two favorite plays with a little bit of Jeremy Lamb uh, sprinkled in as well. Um, and on the Mavericks side of the ball, are you looking Luca and anyone else besides Luca, uh, Keith? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, typically no, uh, but, but I mean, yeah, Luca Doncic, uh, 10, nine. I mean, uh, you know, same with Giannis, same with Jokic. Um, if he's, he's a top five, you know, top three uh, uh, fantasy producer, if he's playing, then then you can you can suit him up, man. And ten nine is not a bad price, uh, unless someone's like eleven five or something. Then you might have to go. Whoa, wait a minute, I don't know. I might need the six hundred dollars, but ten uh, nine is uh, is decent. I I'll go there. Um, if I was going to go between Doncic, uh, Jokic, and Giannis, I'd probably play Giannis, and they're all around the same price price point. So. Um, if you wanted a tiering, I'd go Giannis and then Jokic and then Jan- and then Doncic. So I'm probably not going to play this guy a lot, uh, if at all. Um, but I do have some interest in some of the cheaper guys on Dallas. Actually, I do have some interest. Always have interest in Maxi Kleba. Um, he put up. I know uh, last time I talked to him about uh, talked about him with Mike Apatria. Uh, Apatria was all like, you know, he hasn't really put up a lot of points, but he did put up 30 DK points just a few games ago. I think it was three games ago, and he's just getting 30 plus minutes on a, on a regular basis. So 4600, just a fair price point for the guy. I'll always look at him. Uh, I don't know if I'll end up rostering him, but I think he's pretty fair. Uh, and then the other guy I actually have some interest in is uh, DFS, <laughs> which is what we're talking about. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, 4400 That price point, again, for the uh, amount of time that he's playing and in, in the role on the team, I just think it's a, a juicy and a fair price point. So uh, if I need to save a little bit from those 5K guys that we're a little bit more excited about, I'll, I'll look towards these guys, Kleba and Finney-Smith. How that- about you? Good. <laughs> no, I was gonna say th- th- those are fair points. It's just so hard. Those those two guys you just touched on, besides Luca, are just such low usage players that it's for me it's, it's so challenging. But but all respect to you if you go into the, the Maxi Kleba and the DFS perspective, um, because I think they're going to be very much low owned on this slate. So it could be a great opportunity to to win some tournaments as well uh, with those picks. But any interest I was going to bring up uh, in Mr. Porzingis himself um, coming off one of his better games in, in a recent stretch, priced at only 8100 against the Pacers. Um, are you going to have any interest in Kristaps? In, in I was going to throw out, the, the, throw out that name a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I've got interest in him in my season-long leagues, but no, not here. I don't. I, against Miles Turner, who's just a shot-blocking dynamo and... Uh, Sabonis isn't a slouch on defense either. I don't have much interest in him. I think he had a great game last game because, um, you know, the, the uh, Mavericks really look for him when there's a mismatch, and he had a mismatch last game. So I just don't look, look for him unless he's in those situations. And here, I don't think he's in that situation. Fair enough. Fair enough. And again, this is this is why we, we do these uh, we do these recordings and podcasts, just because we we have so many different opinions that we want to throw out there. So um, we just want to, of course, hit it from different angles. So appreciate your uh your honesty there keith so uh, always always a pleasure um 
Jumping into the nightcap, uh, should I say, the 9 p.m. slate. Uh, and that's the one game only, which is Memphis Grizzlies traveling to take on the Utah Jazz in this one. Um, as far as game total, with 227.5, with the Jazz favored by a whopping 10.5 points, uh, which is insane. Uh, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is out for, continues to be out for the Memphis Grizzlies. And on the Utah Jazz side, Yudoka as a bouquet is also out. Um, knowing that these two teams didn't have a lot of uh, moving and shaking during the deadline, um, are you looking at anyone on the Grizzlies side? Uh, yeah, I am looking at some people. Uh, you know, actually, no, I'm I'm fading the Memphis Grizzlies. I apologize. I had to get back to my screen there real quick. But uh, no, I am actually fading all the Memphis Grizzlies. I have no interest uh, at all. I mean, you can play some JV. Um, he's usually a solid guy. Uh, here he gets a pretty pretty rough matchup against the Stifle Tower there, Rudy Gobert. So, um, yeah, I'm I, I'm not looking at any of these Memphis Grizzlies guys at all. That's the one team I'm fading entirely. How about you? Yeah, I mean, you touched on it. JV, Jonas Valanciunas, 7,600, um, is the only guy I might have interest in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some digging, but I think as far as his salary and the game matchup against Gobert, he's going to be faded a lot, I think, in this game uh, just because of the Gobert matchup. But I still think he has potential for a double-double uh, despite of a blowout opportunity. He can still put up 40 to 45 fantasy points, which is, which is all you really need at that price point. It's just it's going to be very hard to target him in this type of game against the Jazz. So uh, you touched on it. There's not a lot of interest in anyone else. John Morant uh, included, you know, a guy that can put up 50 fantasy points just against the Jazz. It's just very much going to be uh, unlikely. You know, if he does, you know, more power to everyone that rostered him. But um, I'm not going to have too many shares of John Morant uh, on the Grizzlies. So I'm pretty much in alignment with you on, on, on this side of the ball. Uh, jumping into the Jazz, um, there's definitely some value um, that's opening up if this game ends up being a blowout. I'm looking uh, at Jordan Clarkson, 5,500, uh, who's been shooting just absolutely putrid recently. Uh, over his last five games, he's he's failed to, to hit 40% of his shots. In fact, he's had two games where he's put up a whopping 12% uh, from the field, which is pretty much as alarming as it comes. But all, all the more reason to, to expect the bounce back against the, the Grizzlies. I think he's going to get plenty of minutes and plenty of opportunities. He just has to find his shot back, and I think he will. Uh, and that price tag is something that I'm going to be looking at. Uh, another guy I'm looking at is going to be uh, Mr. Joe Ingles at 5,900. Uh, should get plenty of minutes uh, in this game, uh, especially if it's a blowout. I think his 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 value actually goes up. Uh, his price is getting to a point where it's going to be hard to trust, but I w- I'm going to throw him into some tournament lineups. So it's going to be Clarkson number one, and then and then I'll, I'll have a little bit of, of angles, and, and that's it for me. I'm not going to trust any of the consistent starters, just given the blowout opportunity. Uh, what about you, Keith? And any interest in any of the starters on, on the Jazz? That's fair enough. I, I, I do have some interest in the starters. I think, you know, Mitchell 8900, I think if, like you said, if there's a blowout here, I don't know. Does he hit value? Maybe not. So he's not my favorite play, but uh, I don't mind going there. Um, Mike Conley, 6500 I have some interest there, too. Um probably more so than Mitchell just because it's a cheaper price point. And, and if there is a blowout, uh, you're saving yourself, you know, some salary dollars that you didn't waste. But, um, but I think I'll, I'd probably play some Conley at 6,500. I, I like that play a lot. And I, I just think Memphis is just so bad. Um, you know, hopefully they put it on them uh, pretty, pretty, 
pretty nicely even through three quarters. So uh, I don't mind playing some Conley. But I think, like you said, Jingles, Joe Inglis is uh, is my favorite play, 5,900. Um, I'll, I'll play him even in cash. GPP doesn't matter. Uh, I don't mind the price tag at all. So uh, I'm totally lying with you there. <laughs> Perfect, perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm glad as, as we jump into the final couple of games, I, I think we're, we're starting to really gel. Uh, I hope all the listeners agree here. Um, and jumping into that uh, final two games, uh, now we have the Atlanta Hawks at 10 p.m. starting time. We're traveling to take on the Golden State Warriors. The game total is 220 and a half um, as a recording, and the Hawks are favored by five points. Um, there's some interesting injury news on, on both sides of the ball, starting with the Hawks. Chris Dunn is still out. DeAndre Hunter is listed as probable, and Cam Reddish is still out uh, in this game. On the Warriors, there has not been um, a injury report submitted yet, but we can safely say that Steph Curry continues to be out. He is missing. Uh, he's going to likely miss this game. Um, and then also a recent injury pop-up as well to the monitor, Draymond Green, uh, was ruled out for Thursday's game uh, with an illness. So it'll be something to monitor as we look at this game uh, to see if he returns. If So if he doesn't play in this one, uh, I think that spread is very generous um, for for the Warriors. So um, who, who do you like on the Hawks side with all these guys coming back from injury? Yeah, I, I definitely, I like Trey on 9,100. I like him, especially, you know, Steph Curry's out. Um, so, uh, and Dray, Draymond might be out, so you can't even throw Draymond on him, and you know, here and there, and, and for switches. So, uh, I like Trey on a 9100. I think he's going to have a solid game. He's always got that potential for those huge, giant games, also. So, uh, definitely worth that 9100 price tag. I also like John Collins at 7200. Uh, Golden State, uh, they have James Wiseman, but I just, I still don't buy him as a, as a center just quite yet. Uh, I mean, he's still young, still developing. So, uh, I mean, he is a center, but I don't buy him as a developed player, and uh, he's he's definitely not so i'll go john collins at 7200 uh because behind wiseman they have literally no one to play in center position so uh and then i like gallinari as filler at 5900 again not somebody i'm uh really reaching to to build my lineups with but uh if you end up landing on gallinari at 5900 i don't mind it at all he's he's got a solid role on this team and uh he's been producing pretty regularly uh the last five six games so uh i like him uh, at 5900 perfect uh let me throw in another 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 name at you here uh, at like a, a value price tag. What about Bogdan Bogdanovich at forty six hundred? Any interest there? Uh man, Bogey, uh, he he burned me. He won me some money uh, like five or six days ago, and then lost me some money uh, three or two or three days ago. So I don't know. He's hit or miss. I, I don't mind going to it. Um, I like it better when one of the wings is out, and it's more clear that he's going to get more playing time. So uh, I think I played him because Gallo was questionable last time, and that makes sense to me. But um, if everyone's healthy, I, I, I'm personally not going there. But I don't mind the play. Fair enough. Uh, again, just wanted to throw out some, some additional names, but uh, I completely understand. Uh, I think for me, he's going to be more of a tournament play, but definitely going to be in, in a tournament play uh, pool for me um, at that price point. But Utah Town and Trey Young 9100 is going to be a great opportunity to smash uh, for the Hawks uh, with the Warriors depleted. I don't see a lot of resistance. I think he has a potential for 50-55 fantasy points pretty easily in this one. Uh, John Collins, a great call, 7,200. I think he's going to be very much overlooked on this late, too. Uh, I actually like him more than Michael Porter Jr., who I mentioned earlier, who's $100 more. 
Uh, I prefer Collins uh, just given the game, especially if Draymond Green ends up sitting in this one. Uh, John Collins is, should absolutely smash. And the final guy I'm looking at is going to be Clint Capella uh, coming off uh, one of his signature smash games against the Kings where he put up 53 fantasy points. He is priced up close to 8K, but you mentioned it. Behind James Weissman, they have absolutely no one um, to defend Clint Capella. I think he should be able to get close to 20 rebounds in this one. I don't see any reason why he won't. Um, so I love Clint Capella. But I'm probably my favorite play on the Hawks, followed by Trey Young, and, and then finally uh, John Collins, and then a sprinkle of Bogdan, and, and that's it. Uh, I think we can jump into the other side of the ball, and, and that's the Golden State Warriors, who are dealing with a slew of, of injuries, um, especially now with Draymond Green added to the injury report. Uh, do you like anyone on the Warriors, given a lot of the price points have been uh, have been marked up a little bit with, with a lot of these injuries um, coming through? Yeah, I actually, I mean, I love Wiggins at 6,900. I love him. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential. It's a, it's a weak defense. It's a great matchup for him, weak defense. Um, you know, I just think he's uh, in a special spot here. 6,900 is too cheap for this guy as long as Steph Curry's out. So I'll play Wiggins. Uh, I think he's a lock for me. Um, <laughs> I like Wiseman, uh, especially if Draymond's out. But I do like Wiseman on the other side of the ball. Like like you said, no centers, 5,000. Uh, hopefully he can get 25, 28 minutes in this game, hopefully closer to 30, but I don't know if that'll happen with Steve Kerr. So, uh, but 5k is, is fine. If you're getting 25 to 28 minutes, of James Wiseman, in my opinion. Uh, and I also like Eric Pascal, uh, at 3,100 if Dre is out and Pascal is in, I know Pascal is questionable right now. I'm thinking I'm playing this like Dre's probably going to be out just similar to, to Butler. I mean, it's an illness, but it is also a back-to-back. So um, I just think he's, he's probably not going to play. So if Pascal's in 3,100, it's almost basement pricing and uh, I'll, I'll load it up all day, but I, you got to pay attention to the news, obviously. Yeah, that's a great call on Eric Pascal. I mean, it's, for me, it's always been a challenge because he's burned me all season. Every time we, we, we all touch on Eric Pascal and say how he's an absolute lock. Lock of the century, he ends up putting up one of his signature dud performances. So it's really hard for me to look at Eric Pascal, but that's more personal. Um, but as far as DFS goes, if Draymond Green's out, it's really hard to, to fade him at that bottom barrel price, um, almost at rock bottom at 3,100. So certainly going to be in play as well for me. I'm not going to have as much interest in Jordan Poole. I think he's priced too high now at 6,500. I don't think he has enough upside just given his game and, and his, his overall fantasy game. I don't think it provides a lot of value at that price point, so I'm not going to have interest there. Um, I, I don't mind your Andrew Wiggins costing 100, but I actually prefer uh, Kelly Oubre uh, with the, for the price savings at 6300 I think um, I'd rather go there, uh, just given, again, the salary savings so I can fit some of the other big names into my lineup. So I'm going to go there instead, but... Love love the call either way. I think they both should have an opportunity to absolutely smash against the Hawks. So no reason why they won't. Uh, and then finally, to round it out, I'm going to line in 100%. James Wiseman uh, at 5K. I mean, he has to have one of his breakout type of games here. Um, we haven't seen one yet. You know, he's put up 30 to 30, 35 fantasy points at, at, at best this season when he's been healthy. But I think now uh, that Steve Kerr has pretty much labeled him as the center of the future, um, I think he's going to have all the opportunity to perform, and and why not start here? So I, I love your the Weissman call at 5K. Um, awesome. With that, I think we can dive right into our final game of the slate, and that is the Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to take on the Los Angeles Lakers. 
Um, and it's a 10.30 p.m. start time. No total or spread in this one. And as you can imagine, there's no injuries to report yet um, besides the normal cast of characters who are likely out on the Cavalier side of the ball. Um, Andre Drummond continues to be out with um, buyout is, is my designation that I'm going to call for Andre. Uh, and then we have uh, Kevin Love, who is um, likely out as well, uh, dealing with a calf injury. He's currently listed as questionable, uh, but he might not, he's going to most likely not play in this one. Uh, JaVale McGee has been traded out of Cleveland, so he's not going to be uh, there for this game either. Um, and that's and that's pretty much it on the Cleveland side of the ball. Oh, one more one more to, to monitor. Uh, Colin Sexton is dealing with a sore hamstring, so he might be questionable in this one. Uh, something to look at as well. On the Lakers side of the ball, um, as far as who's injured, I think everyone's aware of LeBron James. He is out uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, and then, of course, uh, the usual, and that is Anthony Davis is out in this one. Uh, and that's, that's that's it as far as injuries and, and or trades are concerned. Um, who do you like, Keith, on the Cavs side of the ball now that they have almost no front court to report? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I like uh, I like Darius Garland at 6,800. I like him if Sexton's out. Um, you know, it's a hamstring injury, injury for Sexton, so even if, if Sexton's in, uh, he'll probably be limited to, in some respect because hamstring injuries injuries have a tendency to linger. So um, Darius Garland, 6,800, I don't mind it. It's uh, a bit expensive for him, I'm not going to lie, but uh, the Lakers are uh, just decimated right now, obviously, and uh, they're not necessarily the defensive dynamos that they were, uh, you know, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis in. So uh, I don't mind going 6,800 for Darius Garland. I, I like Larry Nance Jr. at 6,500 a lot. He just went off for 40, uh, over 40 DK points against my bullies, of course, and, uh, you you know, uh, I don't think he's going to have a repeat of that, but he might, and he very well could. So, 6,500 is a fair price for him. Uh, and I like Isaac Okoro at four grand, uh, 4K for the, for this guy. It's it's just a great price for the for the production he's putting up. He had a really slow start to the season, but um, the rookie's starting to grow, man. He's starting to starting to come in his, into his own and uh, starting to produce here and there. So, 4K is a, a decent price for him, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a great call. I, I, I mean, anyone that's listened to a pod whenever I uh, talk about rookies, I, I definitely gush over a lot of these guys. So I always love to consider Okoro. I think at that price tag, it's certainly going to be in play for me too, especially now with all these guys um, out for the Cavs. He's going to have every opportunity to, to really shine through, and I love that call. And then you touched on Darius Garland, 6800. He's going to be a great play regardless of Sexton, whether he plays or not. He's going to be a, a big target for me as well. Um, and then Larry Nance Jr. is probably my favorite play of this game um, in its entirety. And that's because just the opportunity and the fact that he can just do, do a little bit of everything uh, for the Cavs. And you mentioned it coming off of a monster game against the Bulls where he only had 14 points, which just shows you what Larry Nance can do uh, from a DFS perspective. So I love Nance. I think he's my favorite play of this game. So those are the three guys I'm really looking at as well. So we're 100% in alignment here. Um, and I think I think we can dive into the Lakers side of the ball, which just looking at some of the pricing, um, there's not a ton of value to be had. A lot of these guys are priced really high, and, and it's, it's going to be hard to really find uh, value for a lot of the guys. But I'm curious to see who do you like on the Lakers side, if anyone. 
Yeah, I do like these guys. I mean, I think they're they are like you said priced up, but uh, but I like the matchup here. I mean, Cleveland's uh, pretty much pushovers on, def- on defense, especially in the backcourt. So, I do have some interest in Dennis Schroeder at seventy one hundred. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've been playing him, and uh, you know, him and Kuzma, they're kind of running the show right now, uh, while LeBron and and AD are, are out uh, with injuries. So, uh, I don't mind going Dennis Schroeder at seventy one hundred. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker at fifty five hundred. I know he burns some people. Uh, he's hard to trust, so he's really just a GPP. Play, but um, he's just he's going to get those touches, and, and, and the Lakers really didn't want to give part with him at the trade deadline. They see something in this kid, and, and you really can't pass that up, that up. I mean, you have to trust the NBA scouts on this one, and we all saw it in preseason. This guy can really let it up, and I'm just waiting for him to have that big game. So I, I love him as a GPP target, THT. Uh, and then the last guy I'll add is uh, Markeith Morris at 5,000. Uh, you know, Going to get overlooked, I think. He's got a very solid role in the offense. He basically fills in that, uh, you know, LeBron role. Obviously not as well, and that doesn't have the skill set exactly, but uh, he gets a lot of usage is what I'm trying to say. Uh, for 5K, I'll I'll, I'll uh, fire up some Markeith Morris. How about you? Yeah, that's a great call. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I think Markeith Morris is basically the exact same player as LeBron James. <laughs> I, I don't see Yeah, one-on-one, it'd be, a, it'd be a tough a tough uh, game. I don't know. I don't yeah, know I'll, I'll put some money on Markeith and, and see where that goes. I think I'll end up uh, living on the streets for, uh, for, for a long time after that one. But um, I think, uh, I, I, I mean, it's hard to go wrong with, with your calls. I mean, for me, Dennis Schroeder just a little bit too expensive. It's 7100 I don't think he has enough ceiling. Uh, and I much prefer Malcolm Brogdon and save those $200 and go elsewhere. But I don't fault anyone for going Dennis Schroeder, uh, especially the tournament play. Um, and then you touched on a little bit, Kyle Kuzma, 7,600. I mean, yeah, he is priced very high, but someone has to be able to, to put up points and, and do a little bit of everything for the Lakers. And he's been actually been distributing the ball nicely over his last two games. He's put up six assists and seven assists respectively, which is outstanding for a guy that earlier in the year, people were laughing off and saying that the Lakers should never have kept Kyle Kuzma by any means necessary. Uh, the worst player on the team, which was outrageous. But a lot of people were saying that. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, and then you touched on t- Taylor Horton the Tucker. I mean, a guy that we all saw in the preseason. I mean, the guy can absolutely smash. Um, and to your point, they were very hesitant to trade him at the deadline. At this point, we haven't seen Horton Tucker really have one of his signature type of games that we saw in the preseason very often. Uh, we did see a 31-point effort a couple of nights ago, but we just have not been able to see that consistency. Uh, maybe this is the perfect opportunity against the Cavaliers' poorest defense for him to to have that signature game where he can put up 40, 45 fantasy points uh, and really show the Lakers, um, the Lakers front office that they made the right call in keeping him. So I don't mind that call, but it's definitely going to be more of a tournament play, which you mentioned. Uh, and that that's it for me as far as interest level on the Lakers side of the ball. And I think with that, uh, I think we can conclude all the games. So the only thing left, uh, I just wanted to, to throw out there to Keith is who is your favorite top, uh, top value play as well as your top uh, high price play on this entire slate. Uh, I think my top value play is probably going to be Isaac Okoro. I just think, you know, we touched on it a bit, and uh, I know you're on board with it also, but he's just got great production for that price. I just think he's a bit of a sneaky play, possibly, and he's in the last game of the of the night, so you can swap him if, if something happens. But um, I just like him for too many reasons. So 4K for Isaac Okoro. 
Okoro. That's my value play. And then um, for an expensive play, I absolutely love um, Damian Lillard up against the new look Orlando. Uh, Orlando, what was it? Orlando Tragics. I don't, I don't know what to call them. Uh, I, I heard a pretty some pretty funny names floating around here. But uh, I think it, on a back-to-back, they're probably going to – I don't know if they're going to uh, blow out this team necessarily, and I think they're going to have to rely on Dame, like, as they always do. And he really runs the show there. So I uh, don't mind going to him as my uh, my favorite expensive play. What do you got? I love it. I, I, I don't mind those calls at all. I, I'm going to go a different direction with my value play. I'm going to throw out a name that we touched on a little bit earlier, but a guy that people are probably going to overlook, and that's going to be uh, P.J. Dozier uh, on the Denver Nuggets, uh, a guy that should get more opportunity to play, um, and that price tag is extremely uh, extremely high. Um, from a from a value standpoint, I think there's definitely going to be some high risk, high reward type of type of uh, gamesmanship that I'm going to be looking at here. But I love that against the Pelicans defense. I think he should be able to to, to hit value pretty pretty easily. Um, and then as far as my favorite top tier guy, I'm going to have to go with Carl Anthony Towns uh, on the Timberwolves. I think he should absolutely smash, um, especially against the Rockets. Uh, front court defense. Uh, there's no reason why Carnthony Towns is not going to put up 65, 70 fantasy points in this one. Uh, barring any blowout scenario, Cat should absolutely eat. Uh, and I love that play. So I think that that's it. Uh, that's it for me. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this slate. Um, you can, of course, thanks everyone for listening, but you can always find uh, myself on Twitter um, as dmank 33 uh, and Keith, why don't you tell everyone what your Twitter handle is as well? Yeah, you can find me at, at Ginsburg Beats, and that is G1NSBERGB3ATS. It's a long one. <laughs> awesome. Well, with that said, everyone, let's, uh, let's dive into some profitable nights. And uh, I'm so excited that everyone could uh, listen in and hang in on this 11 Gamer. And uh, looking forward to uh, chatting with everyone next time. Have a great night, everyone. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.